Hey everyone, welcome to this special edition of Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And this episode, we wanted to just kind of give you a post-Christmas gift. And what we've done is we've kind of spliced all our Bolo episodes together, just so you have something quick to listen to before you hit the thrift store. Yeah, it's good to know, like, what are some of the things that, that were Bolos? Maybe we'll even notice that some have changed already and aren't as big as they used to be, or... Maybe there's still fire, so yeah. And not only the thrift store, but the garage sale, or maybe if maybe we have some bolos that are good if you're going to the outlet, just wherever you're at, just something you can keep in mind. You know, maybe you could just download it and keep it on you, and just go, hey, you know, I'm going to listen to this on my drive to the next place. So hopefully, this is really helpful to you. Yeah, and do us a favor uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please comment down below. Uh, let us know which was your favorite bolo, or if you have your own bolos that you would like to add. Uh, if you're listening to us on podcast. You know, hit us up on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and let us know uh, what what are your bolos? What are the things that have been either things we've told you that have been helpful or something we might be missing? Yep, so true. So with all that being said, hope you enjoy the all the episodes that are coming up right after this. Make sure to always be real this holiday. Be relevant. And be reselling. Late. Episode one. We well, we got Bolo up. of the Week. We haven't talked about Bolo of the Week yet. Bolo. What's a Bolo? Bolo. If you're a criminal, they're looking out for you, right? Be on the lookout. But I would say in the reselling world, and, and a lot of you are going, okay, Rolando, why are you explaining this? Uh, but it's items to be on the lookout for. So yeah, let you're, me. You're explaining it because I'm I'm still new. And maybe some of you, you know, out there listening I, are I new know. also. Well, so. so some items. Actually, I, I'll put this on our social media. Uh, I always say look for sports-specific, not sports-specific, team-specific items that have logos. And I'm not talking about shirts or apparel. I'm talking about, for instance, like a wallet one time. I found this Rawlings wallet, and it had a a Padres kind of embossing on it. And I bought it for 5 and I sold it for 50 uh, the last two items I sold within the last couple of weeks was one was a pair. You remember these shoes? Remember those giant shoes? Oh, yeah. Those were so bizarre. You said they were ugly. Yeah, I guess ugly is probably the the, the word I would actually use. Okay. I'm actually a Giants fan, so I don't know you, how I feel about that. I, the first thing I thought when I saw those was who would wear those? So, the, okay, well. Other than just being a I, fan. I, I but, would wear them. Okay. Along with my Ellen Iversons from the, from the 90s. Maybe this will be one of the things we talk about later, like specific items. But I was surprised to see that shoes were even a thing that, that, that people bought on eBay. I oh, didn't yeah, realize yeah. that. I would say shoes are a big moneymaker. And there's plenty of people out there that, that share about this. But, you know, I've always found that sports logo specific shoes sell. So these giant shoes were by Reebok. They were patent leather. They had the Giants logo. And I, I believe I paid $12 for them. And they sold for 50 bucks within the week, plus wow. shipping. Nice. I found another pair of uh, Charger shoes. There were some Converse. They had the Charger, San Diego Chargers. Well, sorry, Los Angeles Chargers logo on them. Ouch. Sorry for all of you out there in San Diego. I know. I'm, I'm still probably pretty raw. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I think I paid $3 for these at a garage sale. And I also want to say, and I'll put it on, the, on our Insta, for about 40 to $50 plus shipping. And so these were, you know, these are easy finds. And sometimes we look them over, but take a look and do your research. Just because I say something doesn't mean that it's going to happen or you're going to make money. And by the way, these podcasts, if you're listening to these six months from now, you know, it may be irrelevant, right? So we always want to make sure we're real with you, right? That we're relevant, right? Would you say relevant? Yeah, relevant. That's good. Right. And then I guess reselling. Wait. Uh Be real and be relevant. 
and be reselling. Got yeah. it. Are those like the three rules there? You know what? Let's make those the three rules. All right. Be real, be relevant, be reselling. Yeah. Uh, but here's one that, that I was kind of interested. I, I didn't realize um, how often you would run across new sealed inbox items either at garage sales or at thrift stores. But but I've been finding a lot of just new inbox sealed items that for whatever reason end up at a thrift store or are at a garage sale. And uh, one of the things I've noticed, and I know this is like a very just kind of a general bolo. I'm still maybe too it's, new it's to get specific. It's pretty vague. Yeah. Uh, but if you're new to this, if you don't, you know, if you haven't been doing this for a long time, um, if you see an item that's sealed, it's in its case, you know, check it. Look it up on on. on and when eBay. he says check it, you don't mean open it, right? No, no, no. Don't open the item. Okay. No. You, you, you've <laughs> got to assume that it's. It's going to be in working. Yeah, you're going to lose a lot of money if, yeah, if you open it. No, but but check it. Do the research. Check it on um, on eBay. See what they're selling for new, uh, because there's a big difference. There's times I look up an item that I see and I'm like, oh, I'm going to make a bunch of money, and then I see, oh wait, that's new. I have to look at the used ones, right? And so if you can get one of those new items, you make quite a bit more money than you do if they're used. Okay, so let me let me just take it one step more, just so like be a little specific. So board games, sealed board games. And I would say not only sealed board games, but sealed board games that are specific to something. So for instance, I ran across a Seinfeld clue game. And oh, it was sealed. My, my wife would have loved that. She loves Seinfeld. That's her... That's yeah, her jam. Well, I won't let her know about it. <laughs> so anyways, no. So I, I paid eight bucks for it. And I looked it up online and they were going for $70. Whoa. Right? And, you know, it was very, it wasn't very, you know, it, it didn't stand out to me because I'm not a big Seinfeld guy. By the way, don't buy just what you like. Make sure you're looking up other items. And I actually, you know, maybe I need to watch. I've heard some good things about Seinfeld. It's pretty, it's is, is it worth my time? It's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's, it's okay, good. Okay. It's a show about nothing. I know a few things about Seinfeld. but So anyway, so I picked it up and sure enough, you know, it, it's great. I also at one time found an office a clue game, and those are going for about uh, 160 to 200 new. Nice. And it was open or No, it was sealed. sealed. It, was, ah. it was crazy, too. It was at a Goodwill, and it was in the women's shoe rack. What? <laughs> yeah, so ever since that time, I've made sure that I always go over to the women's shoe rack just or, or around the store because you never know where people end up leaving stuff. Wow, that's crazy. Episode three. Yeah. Um. So I go into a, a thrift store. You got to know, like, certain days um, they have specials, right? And the special at this thrift store was all shoes $4. And so I thought, okay, like, I'm going to go during this day, during the week to see the shoes. And they had a pair of shoes that looked strange to me to start with. And as soon as I looked at them a little, uh, you know, closer, I realized that they were cycling shoes. Okay. Okay. So, so they've got these cycling shoes. And... It was, um, they were specialized was the brand, and I actually ride a bicycle, and it's a pretty random brand. Specialized shoes, specialized. Well, I I ride a specialized bike, so I know that that's a top quality bike. I'm not a bike guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least a bicycle guy. Yeah, you would think normally, like you know, certain brands like Trek, right? Like you know that brand, specialized. If you're not in the cycling world, but I knew that that was a good brand, but I had no idea what these sold for because I the cycling shoes I wear are like thirty dollars shoes I got on Amazon. So I look these up and used their sound for, you know, like $200. And I'm thinking, oh, this is this is a lot of money for used shoes. Now, the shoes that I was getting were an older model that were pretty messed up, right? Like they were scuffed and I couldn't find any comps that were as bad as the pair of shoes that I found. Okay. okay so they were pretty scuffed. Yeah. They were really bad. Um, but 
I was like, you know what? There's other ones going around this price. So the only research I could really do was trying to figure out what model it was, which I couldn't even do that. I knew it was several years old. It wasn't one of the newer models of the shoe. Um, and I listed it and I ended up making uh, well over a hundred dollars. Wow. And you paid how much for these? $4. Nice. What's out there. So it's kind of interesting. I was at a thrift store and my, uh, my son who at that time was three years old, he, he, he always liked taking off on me, like in thrift stores, like all the time. And, uh, and so this one time it actually paid off. Um, we were at a thrift store and, and he took off into another room and I'm like, Hey, where are you going? And I chase after him and I see this, this plush, this Lion King plush. And it's a, uh, it's Simba. If you remember Lion King mm-hmm. and is it Simba? Yeah, it was Simba. And you know, it was going for $15. And so I went on eBay and, and I looked at comps and, you know, they were selling for like, you know, 20, 30 bucks. And I thought, well, it's selling for 15. I don't know. And, and then I saw some for like 50, 60. And I'm like, you know what? It's worth again. Oh, and by the way, it was half off on that color. 10. Oh, nice. So it was 15. So it was like 750, I think. Mm-hmm. It's been so long. So I buy it and I could have just listed it, you know, for 50, 60 bucks. But then I noticed that the larger Simbas from a certain era, from like, I want to say the 90s, I hope that's when Lion King came out, or maybe early 2000s, I can't remember the year, it's been so long, were selling for a lot. If they're larger, we're selling for a lot of money. So there are mm-hmm. some of these, some of the, you can look these up online on eBay, that if they stretch across, you know, they go for four or $500. Wow. So I was like, wow, like, okay. So I'm, I kept researching and I kept looking and I didn't find it anywhere. Oh. Like mine was like a stand up one. Like he was kind of like, you know, establishing himself like on a cliff or something. And so I, I did all that research and I thought, you know what? No one else has this one listed anywhere. And it's around the same time frame. And I know that around the same time frame that others are going for a lot of money. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to throw this up. And I always throw this magic number. I'm going to throw this up for a thousand dollars. I do that all the time. So if I find something that no one else is selling, but things that are comparable to the same time or very similar to the item, I'll just throw it up for $1,000 or best offer. Okay, so you're telling me you have no idea comps on this thing and you're actually putting one with three zeros behind it. Yes. That's crazy. Well, okay, actually, that's okay. awesome. I mean, I $9.99 actually. Okay. Okay. It sounds a little better, right? All right. Yeah, well, you know, it looks it's, better. it's not $1,000. And people have different theories about that and that's for another time. But I've done, I do that all the time. And so I thought, why not, right? So it paid off doing the research, and this is why. So within a couple weeks, I, you know, I got an offer. I was getting like 100 or 200 So I'm like, wait, like people are willing to pay that, this much for wow. this item. So I thought, I'm going to hold out because I know others around this time frame, you know, were selling for about 500 So I held out, and, and it was a long tail item. I held out for eight months. And then somebody from the UK offered me $550. Wow. And then they were willing to pay $120 shipping through eBay's global shipping program. You better bet I accepted that offer. And sure enough, I sold it. So, you know, the lesson in all of this is I've, I could have right away, you know, done the quick flip, sold it for $50, And I'm sure some reseller would have picked it up and done what exactly what I did and sold it right. for $500. But I took the extra time to research. And it was very much worth my time. Episode five. Yeah, and, and how about bolos? Let's talk about bolos now. Bolos. Yeah. Do, do you have your bolo of the week? Uh, again, I feel like I, I always have the least to offer on this one because I haven't been doing this as long as you have. One thing I've noticed um, 
that I've seen at quite a few uh, garage sales that I haven't even really spent time looking into. And finally, I was at one, and I, I grabbed it as a bundle for something else because I was trying to talk a guy down. Okay. Uh, but I, I've seen a lot of, like, audio equipment that's not, like, the typical audio equipment, but, like, microphones and, like, things like that. Okay. And I feel like microphones sometimes are a dime a dozen, right? Because there's, like, the karaoke microphones everywhere that, that probably are worth nothing. But I found a microphone that just looked like it was one of the many others that I've seen, and I look at it, and I grab it, and it was a little heavy, heavier than other ones I've, I've actually picked up. And I looked it up, and it was selling for, like, $100. And really? I was able to talk the guy down to 10 because I bundled it with something else. Um, but I just think back to all of the garage sales that I walked by microphones. And you never know if somebody was like a hobbyist for a little while. You know, they were doing singing in their garage or they've got a little band going. So they end up going out and spending money on band equipment or microphones or things that I have. I have no idea that world. Okay. But they have it. And so then they sell it. So be on the lookout for not just a, a cheesy karaoke microphone, but like audio equipment that. Um, you know, learn the brands, right? Like, I don't know all the brands, but learn, start looking at that because I see them everywhere. And now I'm thinking, I need to learn some of these brands because there, there's some money to be made. True. And you always have to expand your knowledge yeah. base. I mean, I keep, on inside, I keep saying that. Like, you got to keep, you know, growing that. Mm. Good. What was your bolo? So my bolo, uh, and I just, this is what I wanted to share. And I was going to share this last time I kind of held out. So I sold this a little bit ago, but, you know, there was a time on, on eBay where everybody was getting into mesh trucker hats. Mm. And I remember there was a time I could sell a mesh trucker hat for like 50 to $80. Now, I still can every once in a while. If it's a vintage one, it's something that people want. It's unique. But an item that people look past sometimes are like old, like company hats. Mm. Okay, so something I sold, and I'll, I'll post this on the Insta. Uh, I sold a Wiener Schnitzel hat. Okay. Wiener Schnitzel employee hat. <laughs> right. Right. It's kind of like, you'll see on the picture, it's like a, I don't know, it's like puffy, like small brim. Yeah, like, a, like an old like train conductor hat. Yeah, they're kind of like yeah. that. And I remember I picked it up for 10 cents. It was kind of like a lot. I remember I picked up, I think, I want to say like 50 hats for like $10. Mm. And I, I listed it for 75 bucks. And it's funny because... You know, I'm sure some people are like, that's crazy. Like, you won't get that. And I ended up learning a long time ago that if it's something that's not listed, mm. and you, this is part of the, like, the last podcast, right? I go sky's the limit. I didn't try to list this for a thousand dollars. Okay. <laughs> but I did list it for 75. And sure enough, I sold this old employee Wiener, Sch <laughs> Wiener Schnitzel hat for $50. Ah, that's, a, that's a good one. I mean, just thinking of of all of the things that I pass up when I'm in a in a, a thrift store, and you find you know a brand shirt that you like, but it's like oh it's it's branded for you know some Ford business or some you know it's got a brand on it some some business, and so I pass it up. But you know there there's probably somebody out there who used to work for that company that's like, hey, I wore one just like that back in you know the 70s. yeah. I mean just just nostalgia or yeah. whatever you know. Episode six. Let's give our uh, our bolos, right? Like, what are, what should uh, our audience out there? I mean, it's been awesome to have some of them just direct message us, too. It's been great because I still have a ton to learn. You have a lot to learn. I mean, we all have a lot to learn. I mean, there's so much out there and so many ways to take advantage of this opportunity. 
So yeah, just keep sending us information. Yeah, that'd be great. Cool. Uh, speaking of um, helping each other out, what, let's give our uh, our bolos right. Like, what are, what should uh, our audience be on the lookout for? What should I be on the lookout for uh, this week that you know about? You know, for me, and this is gonna sound crazy, okay, but anything that's Christmas that moves, like cheesy, like Santa Claus, like banging on something yes, in the workshop. Yes. Like, oh, oh, like I'll give oh. you I'll just drop a brand like Mr. Christmas. If you see Mr. Christmas stuff and it's working, you should look at the comps, but for the most part you're going to make your money on it. What about like the reindeer that stand in the yard that like their heads move up and down that are like the lights? The, the huge one? <laughs> well, if, you want, to if ship. you want to ship it, but <laughs> you know, I've always I've always found luck with with those items. Mm. Uh, there's one thing that I always end up finding. It's uh, and I'll probably post it on on Insta. You know, when we start talking about, hey, please listen to us. Uh, there's these. There's just like this marching band. It's called Santa's Marching Band. It came out in 1999. Uh, it's it's pretty. I think it's cool. Maybe I'm just old. I don't know. I, I love Christmas. Mm. And so what it is, it's basically you turn it on and it plays multiple. So you know, it'll play. What are some Christmas songs? I love Christmas, but I can't remember. Jingle bells. It does jingle bells. It'll do a holy night. It'll it'll do all these songs and and it's just cool. And so people think it's junk. Mm. Like it's weird. Like the last one I found was at an estate sale, and it was in the backyard, and it was in a bucket. Like the box in the bucket, all messed up, all dusty, mm. and it was five bucks. I'm like, I am buying that. Nice. I went home, cleaned up the box, tested it, shot a video. By the way, have you done videos in your YouTube? I mean, in your uh, for eBay, eBay listings? listings? I haven't yet. Um, I've I've definitely considered, especially with a few electronic items, like to show exactly how it's working. You know, because you're trying to describe like it spins, but there's a little bit of a wobble, right? And I don't know enough about a record player to know if that's good or bad. So I've definitely considered doing video. Um, I haven't yet, though. I strongly recommend you do it, especially if it's something that moves. There's a website called FlipperTools.com. Mm-hmm. Have, have I talked to you about that? You haven't. Okay, so check it out. A guy in there, he has a YouTube converter. I'm trying to find it right now. But you could probably type in, I'm just going to Google it now, live. Uh, but what it does is... It takes, like, you'll go to the YouTube website, you'll take the web address, you'll take it to this website that's called the YouTube Converter for eBay or something to that effect. I think if you Google it, I think you'll find it. Yep, I just found it. It was the first thing that came up. And you copy and paste the YouTube web address, Uh and then on the bottom, you'll scroll down, and you'll click on Make eBay Code, and it'll give you an HTML code that you could copy and paste into your listing. Into your description, and, like, the video shows up? It shows up now. Back in the day, you used to be able to click on it and it would play it right down the listing. Mm. Now what it'll do is you'll click on it and it'll take you to the YouTube video. Well, if that's the case, wouldn't it just be better just to have a link? No, because it shows you the picture. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? It's so visual. people know what the link is. They, they know that they're picking up video. Correct. Gotcha. So I've always done this with Mr. Christmas stuff. And I, I don't think there's one Mr. Christmas item I haven't sold within a month or two of, of buying it. Well, you might have a harder time finding them now that everybody knows to be able oh, to Just kidding. Yeah, but there's you, tons out there. Right? There's tons out there. And I'm telling you, there's, there's a few things. Number one, they're scarce. Mm. Right? I mean, I got lucky one month. I found like two or three of them. Okay? Mm. But that was rare. Number two, you got to put in the work. Right. right. You got to clean it up. You got to test it. Uh, and then number three, you know, it's a it's a listing game. It's yep. how good are your pictures? How good is your video? How good is your description? Is it priced right? And so for me, it's it's definitely a bolo. It's going to take a little bit of more work, but it 
It's a re- I mean, I've sold them for about a hundred bucks a piece. So does it say Mr. Christmas somewhere on it? Like when I'm looking at something? Yeah, all the items say Mr. Christmas. So another one I sold was a Mickey Mouse tree topper. And it was Mickey Mouse on a reindeer and he was like hopping along, mm. going around. And I paid, I think, 13 for that one. And I sold it for about 60. Nice. So if I can find it on, on my eBay, I'll post it. But you know, again, the video made it, and and it was worn. Like it had, like you know, some wear. Some of the paint was off, but people love that stuff. Mm. So that's a bolo. So now that we're in the summer and no one's really caring about Christmas, definitely something to look out for. Nice. Yeah, my bolo might. I don't know if it's a great one because it's, I, I think it's one of those things where it's a great market when it works, and probably bad if it doesn't. Uh, but I'm going to say vintage board games or just vintage games. Um, I've had pretty good success with some vintage games that I found. Uh, one, I, I I just grabbed a bundle together with another item. So that way, you know, I could, it doesn't look like I just found like the one expensive thing they had. Okay. You know, was able to, and it sold actually before my expensive item sold. And I, I made like 25, 25, 30 bucks, something like that on it. wasn't great. So how do you it know it's good. vintage? Well, when you look at a lot of them, some of them it's brand, right? Like you can tell like if it's an old old school brand. But a lot of times you turn around, you look at the back, and you see what the, the copyright date was okay, on it. Okay. And when you see them and it's like from the 70s or the 80s, right? You're like, all right, you know, this might be one. And so you look at episode eight. Okay, let's talk about Bolo of the Week. Bolo. You go first this one. All right, Bolo. Um, So I was at a thrift store looking around at some stuff, and I found a – at first – I often go to like the the, the bric-a-brac section of the. So, so establishing relationships is so big. And I always say again, would you say a track flies with honey? Yeah, yeah. Catch more, catch more flies with honey. Right. So don't be that jerk. Like don't go into a thrift store and, you know, you're upset about something like, like handle yourself, you know, because it's going to go a long way because what happens is. I'll go into a thrift store and I'll say, hey, why did, and I've actually had people say this to me, how come you didn't share this with so-and-so or this other reseller? And they're right. like, uh, well, they, they weren't nice to us the other day. Oh, and I'm like, wow, like, yep. I can't believe that just being nice yep. helped. So, you know, and, and this is common knowledge, yep. common sense, but I think sometimes we all need reminders. Yep. And, and that goes back to, you know, there's a lot of, of popular quotes that go along this line, and I'm probably taking this one, paraphrasing it a little bit, but because my Angela has a quote, something like, people won't remember what you do or what you say, but they'll remember how you make them feel, right? Okay. So when you go into a store, if if if... I mean, it's human nature. When you when you smile, other people are going to smile. When you're kind to people, even if they're having a bad day, like they're going to remember that that you made them feel a little bit better. And so, yeah, like you said, you make that connection with whether it's a clerk there at the store, a store manager, um, or or just you know anybody you meet, right? Like, there's no reason to to not be nice. Yeah, I agree. I hundred percent agree. So, go out there and hustle that niceness. Yeah, is that, is it hustle niceness. Hustle happiness. Hustle happiness. That sounds better. There yep, you go. Yep. Okay. Hustle that happiness. It sounds like you're stealing happiness, though. Okay. We but you're giving forward. it. Like, you're giving it and getting it. That's know. that's okay. the best kind of hustle. Well, let's move on. All, All right. right. <laughs> okay. Hey, let's talk about Bolo of the Week. Bolo. You go first this one. All right, Bolo. Um, So I was at a thrift store looking around at some stuff, and I found a – at first – I often go to like the the, the bric-a-brac section of the the store. Can't stand that area. Sorry, I got too close to the mic. I can't stand that area. Yeah, it, it, and I, I I normally don't get very many good things, but occasionally in the bric-a-brac area are like 
random electronics in boxes that didn't make it to the electronics section. And I, this has happened huh. to me multiple times because it just looks like, you know, just a white box with something in it and people I don't think pay attention. So I grabbed this this headset piece. It was in its box. It wasn't new. I could tell it was used, uh, but it was like like new. And it was a it looked like like a gaming headset. And I realized after reading it, it was a uh, uh, a Bluetooth like headset. And I'm thinking, oh, this has got to be ancient. Nobody's gonna want like a big Bluetooth headset with like a giant mic that goes in front of your mouth. Uh, and but I, I scanned the item. Uh, I probably wouldn't have looked it up if it didn't have the bar. But it's called a Blue Parrot. Uh, so it's Blue Parrot, uh, Bluetooth, and what I discovered as I was doing some research on it is it's like trucker, like truckers use them a lot to be able to talk. It's like I've noise canceling. Yeah. Uh, I picked it up. I paid up for it a little bit. I paid twenty dollars for it, which was another sign. I'm like, why is this nineteen bucks? You know? Do, do they kind of look like what football like coaches? Wear yeah, like huge. It's like really big. Um, and knew they're going for like 150 on eBay, uh, and used is you know well over 80, like consistently selling at that. And I'm like, score right. So Blue Parrot, it's. It might look like, I mean. And it doesn't have to be blue, blue parrot. I've seen a lot of these headphones like at garage sales and people will just walk past them. But if they work and they're a certain brand, they can bring some good ROI. Yeah, I mean, you got to remember client, uh, the clientele, right? So you might not be interested in it. The idea of driving on the road now, Bluetooth are so tiny or they're in the car or, you know, it's just an earpiece, but you could still, it's still a microphone. So we don't want a giant thing in front of our face. But if you're a truck driver, that's what you want. Is that right? legal? Yeah, no, it's hands-free. It's absolutely legal. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I just think about, you know, California, we got these, well, maybe you support these laws, but <laughs> I, I, I am not, I'm just not a fan of, like, I can't do anything on the road. But that's what That's safe. Time. No, I know, but, okay, but I can, I can chomp, on, like, on a huge burrito, and I will get pulled over, but if I just, one moment, like, unlock my phone, like, I get a ticket. I see where you're coming from with that, but I do think now though the the laws are set for just distracted driving. So if okay, you we, we don't need if you're if you are eating a burrito, <laughs> well, I say this because I've seen weird things in the road. I've seen people. You know, I've seen people do makeup. Makeup, but here's the weird one. My wife saw somebody one time playing the trombone while driving. Oh no, come freeway. on, that did the not The trombone happen. was outside that the is window. So not true. It's true. That is I so swear not. it's true. So like that's on distracted the on the freeway driving playing a trombone. <laughs> What were they playing for? I, they, she said he had like the whole like imagine like a, a high school uniform like band uniform so like, like probably on the way the to the game like playing the trombone. That is new. Like, I've seen people reading but playing the trombone. Playing a trombone. Is, wow. Oh. Hey, I think that should be our logo. There, somebody playing a trombone. Out worth of the car. listening to a podcast. <laughs> Mike's story about the trombone player in the car. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Let's talk All about right. my bolo. Uh, bolos. So this is gonna sound crazy. And I just had been talking about Skechers shape-ups, but I thought these went away. Like, I thought, you know, there was a market for them four or five years ago, and I remember selling a lot of them, and they're selling again. Those are the ones with the little, like, looks like a cradle. Yeah, they're like the rocker shoes, you know, Um, and... Aren't they, like, terrible for your, like, body? Like, didn't they realize, like, it's not actually that good? Well, actually, while we were talking, and I was listening, by the way, I looked looked up, you know, WebMD, right? Reliable, Uh but... You know, they had said, you know, rock, rocker sole shoes have an unstable, strongly curved sole. Walking in them is akin to exercising on a balance or wobble board, blah, 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 blah. Basically, what they said is that they don't help you exercise more intensely, burn more calories, or improve your muscle strength and tone. So basically, your bolo is an item that is a scam. <laughs> well, I don't know, but I, I remember hearing this years ago that, like, sketchers are proven not to work. Mm. 
But for whatever reason, like they're selling. And I, I would say in the last month, I think I've sold three of them. Wow. And they sold within like two or three weeks, two or three weeks of me picking them up. You know, and that's the crazy thing. I think you I saw mean, me pick up yep. one of those. Remember, Amvet's like those sold. I paid, I think, eight dollars, and I sold them for forty-five. Nice. You know what I think? It, it could be too. And this is part of being relevant with the uh, part of our, our our tagline. There is you never know. Like all it takes is some an article or a celebrity to send out a post on something or something to end up on the Doctor Oz show, which could have been the case with these like. All of a sudden, you know, but but that's what I mean. Like all it takes is like one person to say like, "Hey, got these shoes, lost twenty pounds," and if they've got you know a million followers on Instagram, uh, next thing you know everybody's going out to buy them. So just being aware of those trends and what what's happening and what's popular at the moment. Yeah, it could be. I just thought Skechers shapeups were dead, but I'm gonna pick them up. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. You know, I, I, I went through a phase where I had a ton of them and I sold them all. And then another phase where I bought a ton of them and they didn't sell. And now I think I have maybe one or two in my inventory because I keep selling them. Did you like liquidate them out at like discount No, I prices? waited. I mean, there were people like in Australia that couldn't get their hands on them. Uh, there were people like a lot of them were international sales. Okay. So maybe the news didn't get to them that didn't work. <laughs> I don't know. But we have the internet now. I'm sure it got to them. Yeah. So, all right, so that's the bolo. Episode 10. Okay, let's talk about our bolos now. I'm going to let you go first because I don't have one off the top of my head at the moment. You weren't ready for the show? I'm, I come into this ready to experience a good time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and share my experiences, so. All right, so my bolo of the week so it's going to be kind of vague this time. So last time we were very specific, like Skechers shape-ups. Yep. Okay, this time, my bowl of the week is going to be be willing to keep an eye out for items that are a little more expensive but that are new tools. Mm. Okay, And the reason I say this is because people pass this up all the time. Right, I'll walk into a thrift store. Like, for instance, I posted on Insta, I think, I know on my Insta story. Maybe I'll post this. I did post it on Insta a month ago, and then when it's sold, I put it on the Insta story. But I, what I ended up selling, let me give the title because I don't even, <laughs> I don't, I'm not a mechanic at all. Like, if you're car breaks down, you don't want me around. Like, I can tell you, like, what happened on the Second Crusade, but I can't tell you how to fix anything. I'm sorry. Just how I roll. Useful but, information. <laughs> not practical just that's useful right. i useful. guess yeah. all right well i think that that's kind of the same thing okay all right <laughs> so you know i sold lincoln power luber grease gun it's like a thing that mechanics use okay and they were at the goodwill and they were selling them for 60 bucks a piece and there were three and they were all new hmm. and they were sitting there like all day like, I walked in there, I said, no one picked these up. They're like, no. And I think people don't pick them up is because, number one, the price point. Yep. Right? And number two, like, they have no idea what it is. So it right. kind of scares people off. I have no idea what these are. Even to this day, like, I did, a, I saw some pictures on Google Images of, like, people doing something with brakes or something with them. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But I sold them. Right, I still made money. So that's what matters. And and, and I I find that a lot. Like I'm willing to go and spend money on items 
that I have no idea about. I just researched the comps. You don't have to know exactly how it works. Mm. You just and especially if it's if, new. If, if it's, it's new. new. If it's used, you gotta you probably need to either know somewhat how it works or what it is, or be able to disclose in your in your listing like not sure if it works, but it looks for cool. part, yeah. But then I, I wouldn't even go that you know unless you know like for parts people are willing to pay money, but just be willing to be on the lookout for those items because I think sometimes especially when you're new, right, you're very focused. Like I'm gonna look for Harley and I'm gonna look for Hawaiian. That's what I look at Hawaiian shirts and I'm gonna look just for you know some these certain specific jerseys and I want to find some Yeezys and whatever it is. <laughs> But in the end, like, you may be missing out. So don't go in with a narrow view. Like, be on the lookout for those bigger, newer kind of tools out there that people want. Oh, I like Makes it. Makes sense? Makes sense to me. All right. So you ready now with your bolo? Yeah, I was ready before. I just forgot on oh, the spot. Oh, wow. You're so. trying to keep us in suspense. That's right. So here we go. And this isn't like a great bolo as much as maybe just a tip, kind of okay. like yours was a tip. Um, but it is kind of a bolo. So there's, there's a thrift store around me that I go to occasionally, and I— I almost never find anything good there, like in general, but I've had very good luck finding vintage toys or just like different toy stuff in general because they have this little rack that's set up that like some toys get thrown into, but like so do other random miscellaneous things. And it's kind of just a jumbled up mess. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I never look at that. Yeah. (laughs) To me... That's a gold mine because I know that resellers like you aren't going to take the time to move stuff out of the way and look, right? Because because most of the time you're wasting your time, right? But but this one store I know because they kind of have it all set up this way. I've gone in twice now and gotten vintage toys that are very 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 um, high value toys. So. Interesting, you know, Thriftzilla. Remember Thriftzilla mm-hmm. had a hustle a week a few weeks ago. He does that all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you follow him on Instagram and you should Thriftzilla. He sells toys all the time that he finds, like all the time. Yeah, and and they're awesome. like jumbled up and, and he'll just, he'll set them up and he'll break them apart, take nice pictures and they'll sell. That's he great. makes money on them. So, wow. Okay, Bolo. So big tools that are new and jumbled up toys. Episode 12. We go. Genius. All right. How about Bolo? Talk to me about Bolo of the week. Hey, uh, let me do mine because go it, it goes right into it Buckles. I want to talk to you about buckles. You know, buckles ebb and flow on eBay. Sometimes they do well, sometimes they do not. You know, I want to say about three months ago, I was at a garage sale and a guy had a hundred buckles. You're gonna see. You love these stories, right? It's great. <laughs> it's great when it, it's not me. I'm not jealous in a bad way. I'm really happy for Orlando when he makes a lot of money. Um, it's actually great when I'm not at the garage sale. It's really sad when I'm there first. We are going to do garage sale right along, though, right? Okay. Oh, of course. So I, I show up, and the guy was, a, I think, a reseller from back in the day, and he was mm. telling me about how buckles were really hot mm. back in the 90s and early 2000s, and that they've kind of waned in popularity. And he told me that these buckles were buckles that they had made. Like, they had somehow, you know, connected with someone who created these. But he had, you know, some football ones. He had some, like, local ones to San Diego, and then he had some other ones that were kind of unique. And I had asked him, you know, how much if I buy all of these buckles? Because he had them for like five bucks a piece. Mm. And there were about a hundred of them. And I think I got them down to a hundred dollars for all of them. So I paid like a buck or two bucks. Maybe it was a little more. I can't remember. And these buckles, I basically ended up controlling the market on buckles. 
<laughs> and I say this because when I got on there and started listing these similar buckles, everybody was selling them for like $10 to $20. Well, I go in there with like 60 buckles and I'm selling all of them for 50. I'm listing them for $50 a piece because I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to single handedly move the market. That OK. And, and you're moving it almost in the opposite way that typically capitalism works. Right. Because usually somebody comes in with a high quantity. They're coming in at a lower price, which forces everybody else to kind of lose out. You went the opposite way. You said, I'm coming in with the most and I'm going to charge higher. And it worked. That's crazy. Well, it did. So I have sold these buckles. I've, I think I've sold, I want to say about 14 of them. I think I sold at least five or six of them for 50 bucks. Okay. Then I've sold a bunch of other ones for like 25. And so buckles, like, you know, you got the Star Trek one, the ones I just talked about. And I'm not sure for whatever reason, you know, people are underestimating. Now, I'm not going to say... That, you know, every buckle you find is going to be worth you might, something. You might find some buckle that, you know, ends up selling for only $5. But I do find if they're, like, over 20 years old and there's something unique or special about them, mm. you know, some I've gotten buckles that are, like, motorcycle buckles, like Harley or Honda. Right. I've also gotten ones that are, like, unique. Like, they, they have a certain year and a certain state, whatever it may be. Uh, they definitely can sell. Hmm. So just just think about it. You know, I, I'm trying to help out those that are just starting that maybe don't have huge budgets. Like buckles could be something that can help you build. Now, some of these are long tail, so I'm not going to say they're going to sell right away. But I did sell like three or four within a month and, you know, double my money. That's awesome. Yeah, I've never I haven't sold a buckle or worn a buckle other than like a typical dress belt buckle before. I kind of feel like I want to get one now. I didn't realize they had Star Trek buckles. I would totally rock that. Wow, Star That's Wars. Awesome. You know, I like Star Wars. I am a Star Wars fan. But there's something about Star Trek. Like, if I were to dress up. Do you speak Leon, too? I don't. But if I okay. were to dress up and go to Comic-Con, I would go. I would, I'd be a Trekkie, for sure. Like, You'd be, you, like Data? Like, you'd shave your beard? I would I, I would have to go as a Klingon, because then I can kind of keep the facial hair, ah, maybe, and okay. look a little more gruff. And... All right. What about your bolo? Ooh, okay, my bolo. So. Um, and, and maybe I'm totally off on this and everybody knows, and this isn't like new to anybody, but I feel like with audio specifically like speakers, everybody knows Bose, right? Like you find a lot of speakers that you, that you, you pick up that are, um, like cheap. Every thrift store has a bunch of Sony's and stuff that are like super, super cheap, um, or JVC or, or something. Iowa like that. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you see Bose and you're like, score, right? Like this is, that's what you're looking for. All of you audiophiles out there know this. Polk audio, right? Polk audio is if you're, and some people might disagree. I've always felt, I, I grew up listening to music on high-end vintage uh, equipment. Polk audio smashes Bose. I think it's way better. Really? Uh, I think a lot of people do too. Now it has to be the older Polk audio, um, stuff, but even the new Polk audio stuff sells. But anyways, I say all that because, um, I've, I've been in a couple thrift stores and found some Polk audio that it's like, wow, this is, I can't believe I'm seeing Polk audio speakers here. And again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the market is not what I, I think, think there's it some is. truth to what you're yeah. saying, but I, you don't see Polk audio as much at, at thrift stores or garage sales. Um, even as much as Bose, I think it's a little bit rare of a, of a type of speaker. Well, I'm at a garage sale last weekend and I find Two boxes of... That's right. You posted this on Instagram. Yep, two boxes of in-wall 
or in in ceiling speakers. So each, the box has two speakers in it, and you actually install them as if like almost like they're car speakers. You install them in your walls, and they were Polk Audio, new in box, never open. I paid twenty five dollars each. The guy was asking for I think forty each. He wanted eighty for the the both boxes, um, and I was able to talk him down. So I take these home. I post them on eBay. Within ten minutes, one of them sold for one hundred and thirty. Um, I was asking one fifty, but I took Do you the one thirty. Should ask for more. Maybe, maybe I should have, but I was okay with it. Um, I mean, because others were selling at one fifty. That was what the comps were selling on okay. them. So I, I feel like I feel like taking a twenty dollar cut for an instant sell just for like the yes was worth it. And then I got one forty five on the other one within twenty four hours of that. So I sold both boxes in a twenty four hour period. Polk Audio. It is amazing. And if you haven't ever listened to music through Polk Audio speakers, they're amazing. Go buy some. Episode 14. Okay. All right. Bolo of the week. What's your bolo? What's my bolo? All right. Um, I don't think I've talked about this before. I think I've talked about sealed products before, of course. But um, when I was at, out of Egypt, I found um, there were, and I found. It still this, me up out of Egypt. Out of Egypt. I found multiple. Um, they were Kodak printer ink cartridges sealed in the box sealed. And this is probably the fourth time that I found like this brand, the Kodak brand for like this specific printer. And every time I've picked them up, they sell within like two or three weeks. Nice. For like good profit? For, for, for really good profit. I've, I, I was at one garage sale a couple months ago and I picked up a bag full of them. I think there was like 10 of them in the bag. Okay. Um, and I paid $5 for the whole bag and each one sold for like $25, 20 to $25. Oh. And then, um, yeah, I, I think I bought... Are they expired or are they like current? I don't know. Do they expire? I don't know. People sell expired ink. That's why I ask. Mm. I mean, I take pictures. Um, I haven't heard anything back on, on any of them. I guess maybe I should... Double check that next time. <laughs> so my bolo has turned into uh, maybe an uh oh. No, it's an uh oh because people will buy expired ink. But I think you're good. But yeah, so I mean, as long as you list that it's expired. Yeah, actually disclose that. Yeah. Okay. Keep, keep going. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. There you go. So if you're out and you see non-expired ink, pick it up. Or expired. Or expired. Just look up comps. Just make sure you look up comps and make sure you're clear in the description of what you have. And while you're doing that, if you're looking at computer ink, because I see them at, at Salvation Armies and, and Goodwills all the time, a lot of times they'll be the big toner cartridges. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times they're the off-brand. Okay, so if it's like an off-brand ink Yeah, I've version, seen you sell those. I've sold a few, but if it's the off-brand and it says like for Canon, blah, 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 or works for, they do not sell for as much as if they're the authentic Canon. Oh, no, that's or, true. So make sure the off-brand is okay, but the comps are going to be much, much, much. I don't know if I would even make the off-brands a bolo. Would you make it a bolo? I would say be on the lookout for ink, sealed ink, probably not expired, maybe expired. If it's off-brand, be very, very picky. Make sure that it's selling. Maybe it's a unique printer um, that they, you know, aren't making ink for anymore. But yeah, stay away from the off-brand for the most part. Try and find the on-brand ink. Okay, I would say go on brand because, I don't know, the off-brand scares me. It does. And here's why. Let me give you an example. So, I still use an old Epson printer, and I buy knockoff brands all mm. the time for it. And sometimes my Epson will say, update firmware. Mm. So, I'll update the firmware, and then all my knockoff ink cartridges that are in there no longer 
work. It'll say like these are on genuine. Please buy genuine Epson mm. ink. So just you got to be careful because what'll happen is, you know, you might sell something and somebody'll pick it up thinking it's awesome, and within a week, like they can't use it anymore. But I, I feel like people understand that when they're buying off-brand ink. No, I know. I, I like just, but stuff. you know, all it takes is one buyer, right, to kind of give you a headache. Yeah. Or you just keep moving. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel. I'm just gonna say. I mean, this is this is on top, but it has nothing to do with selling it. Ink is a racket, man. It is ink is so <laughs> it's cheap. It's right. so cheap. You can buy you can buy the refill ink, which is the exact same stuff that you can get in the other cartridges for like pennies, pennies for for full tubes of it, and it won't work in the cartridges because, like you said, they want the genuine, and the genuine is a chip that they put on there that yep. says yes or no. They the the companies are are making sure you buy from them. And they can charge an arm and a leg for it. What a racket, man. And that's why you're going to resell it. Yeah, resell it. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, so my bolo, and I don't know, I kind of feel guilty sharing this bolo, but I want to share this bolo because I think there's more money in it. And, and, and Go with me here. So I don't know if you remember, like, a few weeks ago, about all these, like, Tommy Bahama, like, new shirts mm. that were, like, sports-themed. Right, and it's funny because on the Insta story, I put, like, would you pick these up? And pretty much everyone said no. But they've all been selling. And they're ba- it's baseball. So I'm selling baseball items in September. Nice. Okay. And I've noticed, like, in the thrift stores, a lot of the Rain Spooner or the Tommy, like, sports-themed items, like, are gone. Hmm. Like, and I don't know if it's because they're going on Goodwill's website. I don't know if because people aren't donating them anymore. I don't know. But my guess is the prices on those items are going to start rising. Mm. Right? Because these Tommy Bahama shirts, I thought were going to take me a long time because Tommy Bahama, mm-hmm. you know, I've already sold over half of that inventory for good money. Wow. And I, I you know, I just threw it on Insta. goes, hey, wonder well, this is gonna, where this is going to land. Mm. And they've been selling. Nice. So I'm just going to throw it out there again. Look for sports-themed Hawaiian shirts. Yep. I sold one. It's not was, a Tommy Bahama. But oh, the Padres yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah, but if they're Tommy, if they're Rain Spooner, if they're even Kahala, like, they will sell for money. Episode 16. Okay, Bolo. So I kind of shared this a few weeks ago, but now that Q4 is here, I want to make sure that you all, you all are understanding that, you know, this whole idea of supply and demand plays a huge part when you're looking at items that only certain stores share. Right? So a lot of you know about the Target exclusives. You know about the Walmart exclusives. We talked about how certain items only Costco sells. Like, And actually, this last week I went to Costco, and they had a bunch of items. I'm like, these are going to be good money makers. I can't tell you what they are right now, but I uh, thought. I guys, thought, get to Costco quick. Start looking around. Scan everything. Yeah, I know. And, and, but the, the, the sad thing was there was no listings for most of the stuff I scanned. Mm. But all it takes is one person willing to put in the work, and then everybody jumps on. But I want to let you know, like, look for now. Don't only look for, like, store exclusives. Look for items that only certain stores sell. Like, right now, I think of a certain game that you can't find at Walmart. You can't find at Target. Like, but you can find them at certain discount stores. Mm. And I know that's that game sells for, you know, three times of what I put into it. So I, I want to make sure we're looking into that. So that's my bolo. Good stuff. I like it. What do you got? My bolo, uh, again, 
I'm I'm not an expert. This is my first season doing this, uh, winter season. So every every kind of I feel like things change, uh, but I've been picking up uh, some snowboard boots and skiing boots, and okay. they're starting to sell to sell. And I've noticed that more of them are ending up in thrift stores right now. So I don't know if yeah. that's thrift stores have kind of been holding them until it's getting towards winter season, but they're coming out at, at relatively inexpensive prices uh, because I think people, you know. It's not the season 100% yet for people to be out snowboarding and skiing and things like that, but we're getting there, and people are starting to recognize that, and I'm selling them. And so if you see snowboard boots and ski boots, um, look it up. Might be a good model. Might be worth something. Yeah, definitely do the research because those run the gamut. Oh, yeah. I have I've found some that it's like the thrift store is charging $15, and they're selling for $8, mm-hmm. right? They're just worthless. Um but, you know, there's some where the thrift store is still selling it for $15, and they're like $200 boots. So. Nice. Episode 18. For the bolo of the week. All right, bolo. All right, I'll share my bolo real quick here. And you've seen me post these, and I'm just going to give the brand name because, you know, there's a lot to go around. But Sorel Boots, S-O-R-E-L, like those will sell, even if they're messed up. I mean— if the soles are like destroyed, they're not gonna sell. Mm. But if they're, you know, there's like snow wear on there, if they're dirty, you know, some cosmetic issues, you know, if you can pick them up at a good price point, like five bucks, ten bucks, even sometimes at twenty dollars, you can flip them from anywhere to fifty to a hundred and maybe more, depending mm. on the model. But I've sold probably five Sorel boots in the last two weeks. Nice. So they're definitely it's it's that time. Yeah. Right. And what they are, they're 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 not like ski boots, but they're like winter, snow, inclement weather kind of stuff. So, you know, if you see them, pick them up. Sorrel boots. What do you got? It's good stuff. All right. Mine, uh, I I know this because my wife collects spode um, Christmas ornaments. Uh, she gets one every year. Okay. And um, I was out some garage sales and I saw uh, several boxes full of various Christmas dishes. Some were spode, some were another brand, another like a, a Japanese brand. And so because there were a lot of spode in here, I was like, well, I'm going to pick these up. So I bought like these three boxes full of dishes, got home, cleaned them up. And already, like within a few days of posting them, I've already sold most of the spode stuff. Wow. Spode, S-P-O-D-E. They make Christmas ornaments. They make Christmas dishware. Um, their logo is just like a Christmas tree with like, I mean, if you know spode, look it up. Um, if you see any of their stuff, Christmas stuff, it is like gold. People see- love it. And you sharing it is what I love about reselling. Like, think about it. I'm selling, like, I'm talking about Sorel boots. You're talking about, like, dinner plates. Yep. Right? Other bolos, you were talking about speakers. I was talking about, like, certain kind of Hawaiian shirts. Yep. Like, you know, we can share, 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 but there's still going to be stuff out there. Like, yep. I, I've never even heard of Spode before. Like, that. that's incredible. And think of how many you've passed up, and now you'll never pass up a Spode again. Yeah. And Episode 20 thought about the hockey jerseys are a bolo but mm. i think every hockey jersey i've had i i'm trying to re- remember i think i've sold every single one of them for more than 50 dollars. Yeah. and most of the time i pick them up used for five to ten bucks yeah. and maybe part of it too that we were able to pick them up uh so cheap here might be one of the few benefits of living in california is that hockey is not a big deal so there's not a big market of people you know it is though is it? Yeah, it is in certain parts of California. Certain parts of California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's that that's I feel like a, a relatively new phenomenon. Like I don't yeah. feel like hockey has been huge for very long, but I think recently people are starting to get into it, you know. 
No, I agree. And and the reason I make this about some of you are like, Orlando, jerseys, really? It's because a lot of people think about basketball or they mm. think about baseball, football. jerseys, even football. But hockey is one of those I don't hear a lot of people talking about. Yeah. It would be really cool is if there's money in, like, bowling jerseys. I don't know. Are there bowling jerseys? Yeah, man. There's professional bowlers, and they have, like, sponsors and stuff. I'm sure there's jerseys. Okay. People buy them. All right. Maybe maybe one day. All right. Not a bolo, though. Not a bolo. It's hockey jerseys. Maybe. Maybe a bolo. <laughs> maybe, right? That's that's true. All right, Mike, what do you got? All right. So this one's weird because it's not like a, hey, this is fire. You're going to make a ton of money. But um, we've noticed uh, in our posh store, um, We've got a lot of items. Some items are like the really big name brand ticket items. Some items are just kind of like thrift store finds where it's like, hey, you know, this is a cute item. I don't know. It's not like a name brand. We have found a lot of success selling Banana Republic stuff. And what? <laughs> Banana Republic? Yeah. And so that's I am shocked. Well, and that's the thing is like, I know they're they're like not ultra high end, but they're also not like Walmart, right? Like they're somewhere in between. They're like, yeah. they're like. You you see them at nice malls or nice, you know, designer places. That is occasionally. true. So you see banana. Um, we've had a lot of success selling banana sweaters, banana tops, banana shirts, a pair of banana pants. Like, So what's been the ROI on those? That's what I mean. Like, it's not like, oh, this is like fire. Like, I bought it for a dollar and sold it for 50. Okay. But we're selling them consistently. We're, we're getting them for like a dollar to five dollars somewhere in that range depending on what we're getting and selling them for like 15 to 20 dollars okay so yeah so like uh, if you're low on space again i think clothing one of the reasons we're kind of moving more and more towards posh is it is takes up way less space it's relatively easy to ship and and you know yeah so you're buying some for two dollars you make fifteen dollars you know so maybe your profit margin on there is only like ten or eleven dollars well if you've got the volume, it's easy to print. It's easy to pack. You're saving time in other ways. Like, you know, it's it's doable. We're enjoying it. Okay. So if banana. it works for you, I, I think I long time ago sold a sweater that was Banana Republic. But I think that's the last time I looked. Do you have any banana in your inventory? No. We'll see if that might be the reason why that was the last time you sold a banana. <laughs> Episode 22. Anyways, my bolo is miniatures in general. So like little... Um, metal, you're looking for metal. You probably don't want plastic, although new plastic stuff sells okay. You're not looking for like plastic army men, right? But like a little miniature, you know, the size of like a quarter if it's standing up. Um, figurines, usually they're like uh, Middle Earth looking where they got swords and stuff, or they're like futuristic where they've got like guns and big old armor. And you So know. they don't look like toys. No. Well, I, no, I wouldn't say they look like toys. Look up, just go home or wherever you're, you know, at right now. Check out Warhammer 40K. Look up Games Workshop miniatures. I've only ran into a few of them at garage sales. These things hold their value like you wouldn't believe. I've tried multiple times and in getting into different miniature games. I play a few. <coughs> and even buying the miniatures used because they, they sell them new, extremely expensive. Sometimes we're talking like a little tiny figure could be upwards $30 to $40 for one. Okay. Right. And people, when they have armies, have hundreds and hundreds of them. Wow. And when they sell their armies, if you go on eBay and you're selling Games Workshop stuff, if you're selling, um, you know, Warhammer 40K or this Lord of the Rings game or various games, they sell, they hold their value. And so if you can find them at a thrift store or if you find them at garage sales and people are just trying to offload them, maybe on Craigslist or something like that, 
pick them up. They, they hold have, like, their value. They have engravings on it for you to be able to tell what it is? No. Uh, that's the thing is if it's metal and it looks nice and it's a miniature, it's going to sell for money. Whether it's Dungeons & Dragons, Games Workshop, you might have a little bit of, you know, trying to figure out what game specifically it goes okay. to, but there's there's only a couple of really big games. Um, even Dungeons & Dragons miniatures, if they're metal, if you if you can get your hands on miniatures, I still don't know why they're so expensive. Even huh. the plastic ones um, are extremely expensive. I think, I don't know how they hold the market, but anyways, I picked up these two boxes of Lord of the Rings metal miniatures. It's like, I'm telling you something like quality-wise, they're really nice for what they are, but like it's something a kid would get at, at a store for five or 10 bucks. They're selling for $60 each, right? I picked up two of them. So $120 worth of miniatures. Um, so that's my bolo. Be on the lookout for wargaming miniatures. They're money. <laughs> I'm sure I've just passed them up all the time. Oh, I'll be mad. I, I'm I'm waiting for the Not day. Not all that, the time, but I'm waiting all for the, the garage day the full army. Wow. Okay. That is definitely a good one. Yeah. All right. So mine is just something I, I haven't thought about in a while. So a couple of years ago, I was at a community garage sale and I drove up and there was this box and this box was full of these business phones mm. and the guy was just trying to offload them. And I was like, I don't know. He's like, Hey man, I'll give them to you for 20. Hmm. And it was like 10 phones. And then I looked them up on eBay, one or two of them. And you know, they're going for like 30, 40 a piece. And I was like, okay, I, I could do this. And so I picked them up and then I went home and I went through all of them. And I, I think I sold, how many phones did I say I had? I had a bunch. I don't remember, but let's say it was 10 phones or whatever it was. I sold them all for $150. I just lauded them all. I didn't even say they worked. I just mm. said untested, you know, there's the power cord and that's it. There's no other cables. All, all sold for $150. Episode 24. All right. Let's get to our bolos of the week. Bolo. I'll go with my bolo first. Go for it. Okay. So I, I'm going to speak in vague terms, but they're not going to be vague. So what I've noticed a lot is right now, like, everybody's, like, into Nike, into hype shoes, like, and so on, which there is money to be made. But I think a lot of people are missing out on those thrift store shoes. And I'm not talking about Doc Martens. I'm not talking about Merrill. I'm talking about, like, these European-made shoes. And so, for instance, I'll just drop two brands, like Lodi and Mephizo, M-E-P-H-I-S-T-O. And I have had incredible luck with these shoes. Mm. Right. And they sell and they take a little bit at times, but they're shoes that get looked over because they don't look nice like a Lucky Charms pair of Nike shoes. Right. They don't mm -hmm. look as nice as a pair of Yeezys. But there's money to be made. Right. I just sold a pair of Mephisto shoes that I paid about $15 for for $97. Right. I just sold a pair of um, Lodi shoes that I paid. I forget what I paid. It was like 15 or 20. And I sold for close to $100. So. There are these shoes that I'm selling that are European now. Don't just pick them up because it says made in Italy or made in whatever. Do the research, okay? Look at the condition. What's nice about some of these shoes is that they have, like, names for them, right? Kind of like Allen Edmonds has, like, Hanover and Park Avenue. Like, they have specific names for these shoes. So that's going to be my bolo because I really I, – I feel that a lot of new resellers coming on – 
are getting caught up in in the hype of all these other shoes, which again, there's money to be made. But if you're low on capital, like some of the best way the ways to build your capital could be mug life, could be snapback hat life, but definitely shoes. And I would say good European shoes. Are there some shoes you're about to share with me that you came yeah, across? Yeah, you know, and, and this is one that... Mike's been, looking on his phone if you're listening to the podcast. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested I'm, in what he's looking at. Well, I'm trying to think of what my bolo is going to be because I have... I mean, there's a lot of things that, that you know, are, are interesting that I want to talk about. But since we're talking about shoes and kind of keep things um, consistent, and this is one we've probably talked about before, um, but 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 Kohan shoes... Am I saying that right? Is no, Kohan, you're right. And that was actually my hustle of the week, so mm-hmm. they... My other hustle that I didn't talk about. Nice. So let's talk about. That it. works out. Yeah. So I, I mean, I've sold quite a few Cole Han shoes. Um, I've, I picked up one actually this this Sunday when I was at the thrift store with my dad. I was able to show him the brand. It's like, hey, here's here's one to look out for. And a lot of times I see them and they're beat. And it's not like the Allen Edmonds. I felt pretty comfortable getting with some some Knicks. Cole Hans. There's been I've got some that have been sitting for a while, and I'm not sure if they were good buys, but but I've had pretty good success by buying them and selling them. The, the key, though, is is getting them at the right price. I feel like yep. garage sales, you're almost always going to get them at a decent price. Certain thrift stores, I feel like we've talked before, thrift stores have their weaknesses. Um, some thrift stores, you know, they I don't know if it's they know shoes or they just automatically put shoes very expensive. But, you know, there's times where it's like every time I see Cole Hans, the bottom of the shoe, it's like, oh, $19.99. Nope, not going to pick it up unless you know it's like a specific one. Um but, you know, I was able to pick up one at a thrift store that normally has them for really high for $4.99. Wow. And how much did it Really get clean pair. Um, I, I haven't listed them yet. I actually don't even know if I did any research for them yet because I okay. just picked them up a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, but I know they're going to be, they're good. I mean, they're, they're, I think they're penny loafers. They're in like perfect condition. They yeah. look great. And and here's what's interesting. So again, the bolo was European shoes, right? Not sp- any specific, but some brands to look at are Pepito and... What's the other one? Oh, Lodi. And, you know, I was uh, there's another one. Meslon is one. But you got to research them because mm-hmm. there are some that you'll pick up and, like, there's no money in there's it. There's not worth anything. And so because I, I made the mistake that some were worth money, and then I just picked them up whenever I saw them, and then they've been in my store forever and mm-hmm. haven't sold. But I will say, Cole Han, the market's gone up. It's kind of like shape-ups. Mm-hmm. Like, the market was high, it went away, and now it's back up. So 26. Same, same, same house. My bolo is coming. Really? From. Yep. Same house. So, um, when I very first started reselling, in fact, it was before you and I went, um, on our ride along that first garage sale, yeah. I decided, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to go to a couple garage sales. And I picked up that encyclopedia set of like ship books. Okay, right? I remember those. Yeah. And they sat for a while and they were heavy and I didn't think they'd ever sell, but they actually sold for a decent amount and because they ship media mail like it wasn't even though it was like i think like 50 pounds of books like it didn't cost as much as i thought to ship um so i was like okay like i'll probably never buy books like that again but they sold remember that um well anyways i'm at this this house and i see a set of like encyclopedias and then i look at what the the brand is and it's time life which is the same brand that those ship books were um and this one was a civil war set right? 28 books. And so I think the last one was like 15, but they're thinner. So there's, they're not quite as heavy as the other set. I'm looking them up on, on, on eBay. I'm looking up comps going for like 120 bucks for the 28 28 book set. Okay. Yep. And selling like at regular. So 
there was she, she had two other um, time life sets. I think one was incomplete and the other one was like a small one. And I looked those ones up also and they weren't going for as much. So it's not that every time life set goes for a lot, but there are certain ones that if you can get a complete set of time life books and this is the third garage sale now I've been to where people have had entire sets, um, look them up. Don't even if you're not a book person, because if it's a complete set, there are collectors. So you pick them up, obviously. Yep. So talk to me about how you ship them. Like the last set, the last set of books. What did you do to ship them? Uh, a big box. No, no. <laughs> I know, but like, so I've never sold, I've, I think maybe once, but, you know, and I've sold a lot of stuff over the last few years, but I've never sold like 28 books at one time. Mm-hmm. So do you just like stack them and like put padding all around it? Yeah, I did. I did that time. Um, the first time I set, I, I shipped out the books, which the person received them. I was happy with the way they received. Um, I even had, to, I t- think I took like a large box, like a, a, either a medium size, I think maybe it was a medium size, like Home Depot box that I cut down the edges and folded it over um, a little bit just so I didn't have to use as much paper padding. Uh, but I've sold a lot of other books since then, um, okay. like sets of like, you know, textbooks or homeschool books or whatever. Um, so when I sell a set like that, now what I'm doing is I'll take like four of them. I'll like wrap them in like the, the saran wrap stuff, whatever that's okay. called. Yeah, yeah. So, the, yeah. so, so they don't move and then I'll, I'll put them down. I'll do a few stacks like that. And then in between books, especially if they have nice, um, covers, like I'll put like a piece of paper over like one piece of paper. We'll do like four or five books, you know, in between the covers and then you wrap that, um, and then, yeah, so then I just use paper as padding around it and good to go. Nice. I just, I was interested because I've never sold that many books. It was heavy. Like, I think I took a picture. I can't remember how much it was, but I took a picture of, of the box on a scale and it was extremely heavy. This set is not as heavy. It's probably only like 35 pounds, but it's still, but I think still that's some a great bolo because like, I still won't pick those up. <laughs> Even after you told me that, like. I I paid six dollars for the set and they're selling regularly on eBay for 120. I just don't know if I could do it. You gotta do it, man. I know, but that's the thing. Like that's what's awesome about reselling, right? Like there's certain things that I pick up that Mike won't pick up. And there's some things that Mike tells me and I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to deal with all that. So be on the lookout for time life books and decide, do you really want to ship that many books? And they're heavy. But if it's you But it separates you from the competition. Be on the lookout. Orlando will not be competing with you at all. If you ever run across a, a Time Life set at a garage sale, send me a text message. I've seen them a lot. Yeah, send me a text message. Okay, all right. Or maybe we need to do garage sales together. We haven't done one together in a that's, long that's time. That's some serious competition, man. Because then it's a fight. Then we're elbowing. Then, then, no, then you no. get into my box, and I'm like, okay. get out of my box. Uh, <laughs> no, but think about it. The last two, last two garage sales we went together, we... Only totally one, different stuff. Only one yeah. time I think you were a little annoyed because remember, like you were looking at stuff, and then that's when I got all those pennants. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't annoyed. I wouldn't have thought to look at the pennants. So yeah, that's the only. But most of the other time, we're not looking at the same thing. It's true. So that's why that's what I. Right, so my, what's your bolo? Well, my bolo is a generic one, and I, I'm not a fan of generic ones because I want to help you guys out. But I've kind of noticed lately, like metallic looking shoes are in. So. Do your research, though, okay? Because there's a lot of cheap shoes that look metallic. So I sold a pair of Kohan, like, metallic, like, silverish kind of shoes that I picked up at. I want to say I picked them up at, mm, I want to say it was Marshalls for, like, 40 bucks or something. 
and I sold them for 120. Then I came across a pair of Doc Martens that were metallic red. Wow. And I got them for $20. It's actually, if you want to look at an IG post a few days ago, you'll find it. And I paid, I paid $20 for it and I sold it for 120. Right. And what drew my attention was like how shiny and metallic it was. And huh. then when I knew that it was a good brand, I was like, I'm Doc Martens. I didn't even look up. I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm grabbing Picking these, them up. Right. But Kohan, you know, I've talked about in two podcasts ago how Kohan is kind of rebounding, mm. right? Where they weren't, there wasn't a lot of money in Kohan and now there's money again. And hmm. maybe now that we say it, the money's going <laughs> to, I don't know. Don't tank my Kohan market. I have a whole box full of them. There you go. But it's not going to tank. Um, but, you know, just these metallic shoes. I would say if you see a pair of metallic shoes, look at, especially if it's a brand that you're aware of, like look it up because that might be the thing now. I don't know. Hmm. I've sold like shimmery shoes for a lot of money. Like I had a pair of Converse I picked up for 10 that I sold for 60 and they were kind of like dirty and worn, but they're really bright. Hmm. It just, just be on the lookout. I know it's a very generic bolo, but you know, I don't want to just give you one pair of shoes. Like this, this can apply to Kohan, Doug Martin, Converse, you name it, you know. Metallic or shimmery. Yeah, there you go. Or sparkly. And and I'm I'm not talking about like Skechers, like little kid twinkle shoes. You know what I mean? I'm talking about like major name brands. Mm. So, episode twenty seven. So I'll I'll go with my bowl of the week first, since we wait. That's what happened last time. Okay, you go first. Does it does it matter who goes first? Okay, I'll go. I'll go. So I'm gonna be very generic, uh, because if I went specific on this bolo, you might miss out, right? And so I sold two pairs of gloves. In the last, I would say, month for over, I want to say over $150. And I picked each of them for $9. Okay. But they're not winter gloves. And they're not like anything special. Well, they are, but they're not. So one of them was, and I'm not going to give, I'll give one brand. So one of them was called Outdoor Research. Mm. And they are fire brand mints. Yeah. That that that's the one you didn't realize was like pretty high end. uh... No, I had no idea. And I did the research on the phone, and I paid nine, $9.99, and I sold them for $86, mm. right? And then I had another pair of, like, winter kind of uh, outdoor gloves that were new with tags. I researched those. I paid, I don't know, I want to say 6 and $9, and I sold them for about 90 or 100 bucks. Wow. Right? I can't remember. It's been That's a little amazing. while. But, again, usually I'm looking for, like, Gore-Tex, or right. I'm looking for, like, North Face, or I'm looking – you know, for some kind of specific brand. Mm-hmm. But I would say, you know, take the time. If there's a bin full of gloves and there's some of them that are new with tags, it doesn't hurt to do the research. So that's the bolo. Like, look at gloves. Specifically, if they're new with tags, you know, it holds its value if they're quality gloves. Yeah, no, that's good. I think I think going along with that idea is it's taken me a long time to realize. I used to think when I was young that the only difference between expensive clothing or expensive items and and inexpensive items were like a a logo that was on it, right? Like it's just a brand. But what I've come to realize is they're definitely, maybe you get to a point where it's like, okay, this is obnoxiously priced for nothing more like useful. Mm -hmm. But I think up to like high, decent high end and mid tier items, like there is a clear quality difference, right? So you can probably just in a bin of gloves, be looking at them. And even without looking for a specific brand, if you see a brand you don't recognize, but you can tell like, Oh, this is, this is quality. Like this is made nice. It's, mm-hmm. It seems good. Like you can typically tell, especially the more items you touch and look at and feel, you'll realize like, this seems like nicer material than 
the others. And one of the best tips I've received as to, you know, how do you know? You know part of it is through a lot of experience. The other one is you should go to high, some high-end retailer, mm. right? And, you know, just get a sense of how their leather feels there. And then go to Target or Walmart or somewhere and see how their leather feels. So you're saying like go into like a coach store and like. Yeah, something like that. What what would be high end? Like, should we go to like Nordstrom? Not like a Nordstrom or a Neiman Marcus or, you know, one of those stores that we never shop at. <laughs> yeah. Bloomingdale's, you know. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll go, to, I'll go to Nordstrom and I'll make a day out of it and I'll just look at brands, write stuff down, research, see what's selling. Yeah, some people do that and you come across great stuff because it's not only like Nordstrom, band, Nordstrom brands or Neiman Marcus, it's other name brands that sell within right. that store, right? And if you're out in the wild thrifting, you go, hey, I remember I saw this and it was going for this much at the store. Mm. And it definitely help you out. So that was a bolo, like what to do. Hey, that was the bolo tip, life-changing, <laughs> potentially, <laughs> potentially, parentheses, potentially. I can't believe like we're reaching the end of the Q4. Yeah. Are you ready for my bolo? Uh, or are you going to cut me off? No, I was I was going to wrap this up right now. I was like, no more. We don't need to hear. Oh, okay. no, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. What do you got? All right. Bolo. You ready for this? I'm ready. I'm always ready. So we've talked a little bit about this idea that January might be a big month, right? For eBay. Okay. Selling. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, Just think for a moment. What is it? This is majority of people know what a majority sure? of people do like first of the year. Oh, they work out. They go to gyms. Fitness equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Fitness equipment is my bolo. Obviously don't pick up shake weights and think you're going to sell them unless it's new in a box. Right. And the local game is strong when it comes to, mm. especially in January, like fitness equipment, the local game, because you know, shipping out weights. Oh yeah. Don't do that. But like I've had surprising success with like workout DVDs. Um, you know, there's, there's been quite a few things that I found that are definitely shippable. And then, like you said, local game, I think is good. Thank you so much for listening or watching this compilation episode. We hope that you were able to get something out of it. Uh, we are really just so excited about everything that we were able to accomplish this year in 2018 with Pure Hustle podcast, uh, with our reselling. Uh, it's just been a great year, but we are even more excited about what 2019 has to offer. So Please make sure to keep listening and keep watching. We have a lot in store for next year. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.